Hello, everybody. Welcome. Welcome to AU4H Radio's Real Talk with Lee and Donna. We're back again, and this is the end of May, Mental Health Awareness Month, and we wanted to do um, do a show specifically for that and just share some information and resources and for me, personal experiences and on mental health and the importance of creating awareness, you know, and for those who are living in with mental health struggles, it's really important to check in with them. If you've got friends, you know, who are dealing with depression or other difficulties or their mental health struggles, it's really important that, that you support them and you don't have to even do anything. Just be there. Let them know you're there. So um, with that said, I'm going to turn this over to you, Donna. A lot of people ask, what exactly is mental health and how does it affect me? Mental health includes our emotional, psychological, and social well-being. It affects how we think, act, and feel. It also determines how we handle stress, relate to others, and make choices. Mental health is important at every stage, from childhood through youth and adulthood. Over the course of your life, you will experience mental health problems, your thinking, your mood, your behavior, all of them could be affected. Many contributing factors are biological, and that goes by genes or brain chemistry, life experiences such as trauma or abuse, and family history of mental health problems. However, there are early warning signs. If you're not sure if you or someone you love is struggling with mental health problems, if you're experiencing one or more of the following behaviors, it could be an early warning sign eating or sleeping too much or too little, pulling away from people and usual activities in your life, having low or no energy, feeling numb or feeling like nothing matters, having unexplained aches and pains, feeling hopeless, feeling helpless, smoking, drinking, or using drugs more than usual, feeling unusually confused, forgetful, angry, upset, worried, or scared, yelling or fighting with family and friends, experiencing mood swings, having persistent thoughts and memories you can't get out of your head, hearing voices, thinking of harming yourself or possibly harming others, or the inability to um, perform everyday tasks. Mental health and wellness is a positive, there can be positive outlooks. Um, If you allow people to, you know, realize their full potential, cope with the stresses in life, work productively within your community. Ways to maintain positive mental health include getting help from a professional, connecting with others, staying positive, being physically active, helping others in need, getting enough sleep and rest and exercise, developing and coping skills. Back to you, Lee. Thank you, Donna. Um, You know, I started saying that... um, I've been sober since January 1st, 1994. That's a very long time. People are like, oh, my God, that's a long time. How did you do it? And, you know, I can only say that I've done it one day at a time, and it's because of the support that I had from early on um, that, that really helped me get through 
and it still helps me to get through. Uh, support is critical. It's absolutely critical to our staying sober. For those who are dealing with other addictions, it helps for you to stay on your path, to stay clean, um, or to deal with what the other issues, um, the other addiction issues that you may be dealing with. Um, my mental health is, is I, what I had forgotten was that in, let's see, one in 50, no, 50%, sorry, um, I had to go back to my notes, so please forgive me there. Um, 50% of all lifetime mental illness begins by age 14. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's, you know, kids need to learn to, kids need to be able to be kids and not have to deal with this, um, these issues. And, and, 75% by age 24, and I will say without going into detail that for myself, um, I have been dealing with other stuff prior to turning 14, but at 14, I did want to self-harm. I did want to take my own life, um, blessed by God above with the pregnancy of my son at age 18, just it dissolved all of that, but that was due to something that has left me with PTSD. Um, still today and, and my body is 61 years old I'm chronologically 61 you know my heart will remain forever young but it is something that does affect um, each of us for for the rest of our lives and it's it I do better today than I did but PTSD is really difficult um, and you know there's a, a many other co co-occurring um, issues. When you're dealing with mental health, you're also dealing um, with substance abuse. Not always, but there's a, there's a big connection between the two. Um, so let me give you the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline, 1-800-273-8255. And that's for those of you that need to reach out somewhere. They can refer you to um, any other specific um, resources in your area, um, as well as, you know, we have resources in, that are on AU4H. Um, we can share, we share resources um, almost every day, you know, online, but a lot of people don't have the online capability either, not continual. Um, it's just really, really difficult thing to go through, and it's difficult to admit, you know, it's like we can easily say, hey, you know, I've got high blood pressure, I've got um, diabetes. And like, oh, okay, here, let me help you. You know, the minute you tell somebody that you have a mental health issue, that you have depression, you have PTSD, um, you, you have um, DID, which is Dissociative Identity Disorder, um, that happens a lot when trauma happens to a child that you, your head just can't handle it, so you kind of like split off um, and you disassociate. It's like your head goes to another world um, to deal with what's going on. But when we're in our, you know, around 30s, usually you start dealing with that. For me, it just hit me really, really hard. I felt like a train wreck um, for a long time. So know that you are not alone. There is help and support. So please, please, please reach out. Reach out because it's really, really important that you do that. There is always somebody there, you know, um, 
there's always somebody there. Now, as far as wellness, you know, another area of wellness I want to talk about is um, for those of us who have fibromyalgia or, you know, I have a couple of loved ones who have MS, which is multiple sclerosis. You know, it's really hard. We have days that, that we just you know, we just don't have the energy and you get told that, oh, you know, you're lazy, you just don't want to go or here, well, I'm going to drag you out anyway. And people fail to grasp what's going on with us. And I really, really, really love Christine Miserando's The Spoon Theory. Um, She came up with that to explain. um, It was a way to share her MS and, and how she was affected every day um, by that to her friend. And, you know, I've got a friend who shared that with her husband, and he still doesn't get it. He can put that to him, but he can't put it to his wife, who also has fibromyalgia. Um, It's just really, please have some compassion, have some understanding for those of us out there. We have good days, we have bad days. And when somebody tells you they're low on spoons, <laughs> that means they're low on energy. That's like, okay, it takes a spoon to get up to the closet um, to look, pull out something you're going to wear. And if, and if that doesn't feel right, it doesn't fit right, or it, the fabric is just too much that day because sometimes it hurts your skin. You, there's, there's a heightened sensitivity to the skin. So there's just a lot of areas that we, you know, we can share on um, with all of this wellness, uh, mental health, and all these struggles, we can share on on future shows because there's an awful lot to go through. Um, But no matter what, know that you're not alone. There are are groups out there. There are people out there ready to support you. Many of us aren't professionals. Um, We're not certified professionals. We didn't go to school for this stuff, but we're living it. We are living it. So we know. And while each of our experiences, you know, is our own, we still understand a lot of things that you go through, you know, we each do. So reach out. There's always somebody out there to talk to. Or if you don't need somebody to talk to, you just need somebody to listen. Um, there's somebody out there as well. So please reach out. And, you know, each of us knows somebody that has something going on in their lives. Um, if you have someone who's dealing with mental health struggles or sobriety or wellness issues, you know, health and wellness. A lot of people tend to go like, hey, how are you doing today? You know, or how are you doing? Sorry, and yeah, fine, I'm fine. Um, we're not really fine. We hide it well. The thing is to ask is, how are you doing today, right now, at this moment, you know? And then just be an active listener. I mean, that's that's just focusing on them, you know, disregarding anything else that's around you and just being there. And, you know, that helps monumentally <clears throat> because we all don't always need somebody to, to give us the feedback. We just need to vent. We need to share. And if you're one of those who does that for your friends or for anybody out there, thank you. Thank you so much from those of us who need that. Um, Anyway, um, you know, there's a topic that in the future we're going to get into because it's really not talked about a lot, and that is postpartum depression. And I have actually spoken with a couple of women who have gone through that, um, and I just recently found out another friend has postpartum depression. She's a new mom, um, baby less than a year old. And it's not just, you know, being sad. It's not, quote, unquote, the baby blues. There's a lot of 
hormonal changes within the body um, and there's a history if there's a history of you know mental health struggles and depression um, in the family because it can there can be and that's a big connection um, you know it's just something that's really not talked about and it really does need to get talked about and I have somebody who was a, somebody that I know um, was tried to reach out for help and tried to make a call and said, hey, you know, and they're like, okay, we're going we're gonna to take your kids from you if, you know, if, if that's the case, if you get help. And that's just not something that should be done. It's like if they have a family member who's able to take those kids or that child and help them and support them as they go through getting their, getting their help, um, and then when, it, when they're ready, you know, um, just – help them you know when when their child comes home um just be they really need a support system it's just something that people automatically judge as like you know and not everybody out there and we've heard the stories and i'm sure some of you have read that yes there was you know someone had, you know killed her children or tried to kill her children because her boyfriend didn't want them um he didn't want kids, and she wanted a boyfriend more than she wanted the kids. Um, but it's not always about that. So please get educated. Um, I do a lot of support and pull information from NAMI, as well as from my heart and experiences. NAMI is N-A-M-I. It's the National Alliance on Mental Illness. They have a wealth of information. There are other sites out there. Um, but this is my main site that I work from, um, and there's a lot of information on a lot of conditions. And there's also, you know, the food issues, which they have um, eating disorders. I call it disordered eating. Um, and those of us who have been harmed and gone through traumas tend to use food as comfort. And I've dealt with that as well. I still have times when I binge, but it's it's less often now, and I'm doing, for me, I'm doing a bit better. I have days where it's just, yeah, you buy a box of cookies, and that cook that box of cookies is gone before the next morning. <laughs> so, but but um, I, these days I don't get down on myself, but I accept that it's like, okay, I've done that. Okay, they're gone, um, and I get back on the wagon, and you know. Start doing better eating. Um, there's a lot of different things that I can share on that, but those will be future shows and, you know, shares. So, you know, there are a lot of things that Donna had shared about statistics, and the statistics are, as we know, is like a, they are only what's known. Um, so there are some out there that um, aren't able to get help, and that's a big thing, the accessibility to getting mental health help, uh, and if somebody lives in a rural area, or if they're suddenly if they're um, minorities or um, indigenous, there are uh, the deaf community. I mean, there is a big barrier to getting mental health support. So we've got to work on that, and we have to work on breaking the stigma. So. If you don't know something um, and you've got a friend going through some difficulties, ask them if it's okay. Hey, can I ask you about this? I, I'm not really sure. Um, I'm not, I don't know. I'm not familiar with a lot of this. Can you help me understand? Um, would you be willing to share a little bit with me? And 
nine out of ten times somebody's going to be willing to share and they're going to be grateful that you are there for them and that you're wanting to learn and wanting to be of support. Um, there are just so many things out there. And, you know, it's what's really sad. And I know Donna and I are going to be discussing this on another show. Um, but these kids are, are living trauma, and they're living through trauma with all the um, the things going on in schools, um, the school shootings. So um, please, please lift them in prayer. I'm asking that from my own personal heart. Please lift them in prayer and their families because there's so much violence in the world out there, and that adds to the mental health issues that, one, kids should not even have be having to face, you know, so... With that, I thank you, and I'm going to turn it back over to Donna. Lee, I hope we do get to discuss a lot more topics on the show because I suffer from anxiety. And there's days um, we're doing things, or even in my personal life, and it's like it's easy breezy, no problem. There's other days my palms are sweating, I'm sitting here, I'm I'm shaking, I'm nervous, there's times I can't even think or even know what I want to say. There's a lot of times, like, I get lost for words. And, like, people don't understand. And, you know, and there's been times, like, people look at you like, what's wrong with you? And it's like, I said, I'm, you know, I apologize. I have anxiety. And sometimes my anxiety gets the best of me because, like, you overthink things. And a lot of people don't understand that. So I'm really looking forward to covering more topics. But there are many myths and facts about mental health. Do you know the difference? Um, A myth is mental health does not affect me. Well, the facts are mental health is a very common problem and more people suffer from it than you think. People believe that children do not suffer from mental health concerns, and they do. Even children from a very young age can show warning signs of mental health concerns. These mental health problems can be diagnosed very quickly. Half of mental health disorders shows first signs before a person turns 14 years old, and three-quarters of mental health disorders begin before the age of 24. Unfortunately, only half of the children will properly be diagnosed and receive treatment for their mental health illnesses or concerns. Early mental health support and detection can change a child's life entirely. They just need that little bit of, um, you know, extra love and extra TLC to get through the tough times. I feel bad that any child even has to suffer through the traumas or abuse to even, you know, have to deal with mental health issues. It's sad when you think about it. Um, People with mental health um, problems are very violent. This is a very popular myth, but the the vast majority of people with mental health problems are no more likely to be violent than you or me. Um, Three to five percent of violent acts are committed by people with serious mental illness. And a lot of times this comes because they feel trapped or they feel like someone is trying to overpower them or overcome them. And they do it. And a lot of times it's not even thought of. They just react. They don't think. They react. In fact, people with severe mental illnesses are 10 times more likely to be victims of a violent crime than the general population. You probably know someone in your life with a mental health problem and don't even realize it because many people with mental illness or mental health problems 
are very highly active and productive members of society and in our communities. The myth where people cannot hold down a job if they deal with mental health problems, that is untrue. You know, most employees are very well. They're motivated. They have good attendance. They have good work ethic, you know, and their job performance is excellent. There's so many myths out there about mental health, and really a lot of times I think we just need to take the extra moments to educate ourselves to, so that we know exactly what's going on. Because a lot of times we think we know something, but the truth is we don't. We're guessing. We're assuming. And I've learned in my life you cannot not assume. You, you need to go by facts. <laughs> um, another myth is, weakness or characteristic flaws that cause mental health problems. People with mental health problems can snap out of it if they try hard enough. Mental health problems have nothing to do with the person being weak or lazy, and people just need to get better, but they need the help first. Many contributing factors include biological factors, such as genes, physical illness, injury, or brain chemistry. Life experiences such as trauma or a long history of abuse, and sometimes it's even just family history. People with mental health problems can be better and they can recover. They just need the help and the treatment to get them through. And sometimes that treatment can be medication, but it can just also be therapy, someone to talk to, someone that they can relate with. You know, there, there is hope. For people with mental health problems, a lot of people believe that, you know, once a person or a family member develops mental health problems, that he or she will never recover. And studies show that people with mental health problems can get better and they can completely recover. Recovery refers to the process in which they're able to live, learn, work, and participate within their communities fully. There are treatments, services, and community supports and ever before than, you know, that are willing to work with them and get them through the hard times. A lot of people believe that therapy and self-help is a waste of time. You know, why don't you just take another pill? But, you know, that's not always the case. Um, There's times that, you know, treatment can receive medication, but there's also therapy and sometimes possibly both. You know, a lot of times people with mental health problems or conditions They just need support, and they need your understanding, and they need your love. You know, um, friends and loved ones can make a huge difference. And it's just by doing the little things, you know, by reaching out to them and letting them know that you're available if they need help, taking them to doctor's appointments or providing them with resources, learning the facts about mental health, by treating them with respect as you would anyone else, not looking down on them or degrading them because, or going through a tough time in their life, refusing to define them by their diagnosis. And a lot of times people label them and they'll say, oh, they're crazy. They're not crazy. They're just going through a tough time. We all struggle in life. No one, you know, no one glides through life without problems. We all have problems in our lives, and each and every one of our problems are different. You know, if I have a problem and, I mean, I might think it's gigantic, but to somebody else, they might think, oh, well, you know, that's nothing. Or I might look at someone else's problems and think, you know, what are you upset about? That's a 
that's a piece of cake, you know, like we can fix that. And this person's over there struggling. You know, we all take things differently and we all see things differently and we all handle things differently. So it's important to, you know, be really understanding of others. You know, prevention of mental health and emotional disorders this focuses on, like, knowing all the risk factors, such as the exposure to trauma. Um, that trauma can affect children and young adults with mental health problems, but it can also develop problems. You know, um, I think it's great to talk to your children and let them be open and honest with you at all times. I think it's great that if they have a problem, let them talk to you, even your teenagers. I always had a good relationship with my kids where we could talk about every and anything. And I always swore that that was the best thing ever because if they had a problem, we got through it together. No one walked alone. We walked together. And if I didn't know the answer, we got the problem, you know, in front of us, and we get the answer together. So, you know, I wish more people would, you know, really – try to have that open communication form with their kids. I know that we live in a world that is unpredictable and things are crazy right now, but mm. for the sake of these kids, we got to try to keep life as normal as possible. So, um, you know, so that we can have a better future. Um, most people with mental health problems can get better. Treatment and recovery are an ongoing process, but together, with the love of friends, family, and their support, they can get through it. Back to you, Lee. Thank you, Donna. You know, um, Donna and I both have kids. Well, I have one, but um, and she has two, but our children are grown. They are adults. Um, they have kids of their own. Um, but well, I, since my son was very, very young, he was about seven, six, six or seven years old, um, we've He's asked questions. Um, there were specific questions that were coming on at that time um, regarding some health issues on the TV, and he turned around and he asked me, and, you know, it's like I've always told him, you can ask me anything. Nothing is off topic. And yep. judgment-free, um, if I don't know the answer to, to the question you're asking me, we'll find it out together, you know. Um, I would rather have my kid know the truth from me than to find it out, you know, with the gossip going around and, oh, you know, kids kids will gossip. I mean, you know, they learn a lot of stuff from each other in middle schools, um, my goodness, even in elementary schools, which is crazy, um, when they need to be just kids. Um, so it's being open and honest. We've always had a great line of communication. Um, hey, mm-hmm. mom, got can I, can I, can I ask you something, you know, um, can, can you help me, tell me what this is, or, or what's going on here, and I'm like, okay, let me, so we did that, you know, we've done that all our lives, and he's now 42, I have five beautiful grandbabies, and oh my goodness, I'm going to be a great nana in January, how about that, um, I'm just, <laughs> I'm over the moon right now, so I just had to share that, but there are a lot of things going on that people just don't realize, and, and you know, a lot of the stuff that Donna shared, it's like, yeah, get educated, please. You know, know the facts. And, again, I'm going to share on NAMI because they've got, a, you know, a pledge. It's a stigma-free campaign on NAMI, N-A-M-I dot org, to end the stigma and create hope for those affected by mental illness. And it's just really powerful, that, you know, and through powerful words and actions that we can sh- 
sorry, we can shift the um, social and systemic barriers for those who are living with mental health conditions because we really do need to, you know, we do really need to be of support, need to get educated, support those in your life who are dealing with mental health struggles. They're not weak. They're not stupid. Um, they're not lazy. And, you know, I, I guess we could have gone on for an hour on this show and still have a lot to share. So um, in future shows, we, we've got a lot to deal with. Um, um, and a lot to show, um, sorry, a lot more to share on the shows, uh, tripping over my tongue here. Um, but it's really important that you support those with mental health struggles, and we are winding down on time. Wow, that went really fast. Um, so this, today, May 31st, the end of Mental Health Awareness Month, um, let's all work together at creating awareness and just sharing things and being of support um, every day of the year, every day of the year, not just one month a year, and, you know, learn a bit more because chances are you know somebody that's dealing with some mental health struggles. Um, there are a lot of things that you we may be dealing with for life, okay, but we can recover to a point where we're able to function, we're able to function well. Um, and for me, a major depression, very long time. And I finally got to a point where, hey, you know, I can do a lot better. I still have bad days, but, you know, and that's only to um, absolute phenomenal support from very special people in my life, you know, like Donna, um, who is my absolute best friend. And I am so grateful for the gift God gave me in her friendship and support. And I love you dearly, my friend, and I hope each of you out there will find somebody like that in your life who will support you. No judgment. And we thank you very much for joining us on this show, and we will be back with our next show um, soon. <laughs> um, and we thank you very much, but reach out. Um, National Suicide Prevention Hotline, call them if you need help. Um, you can reach out to us and we can give you resources. Thank you so much.